views and opinions on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079, WOLD, or SRN Communications. Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732-748-1079. That's 732-748. 748-1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello and good evening. Welcome to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, results coach and board certified hypnotherapist. I help my clients feel better. That's what I do. For those of you who were here with me last week, welcome back. And welcome to those of you joining me for the first time. Last week, we discussed positive communication, what it is, how to do it more effectively. We had a couple of great calls, and I had some follow-up afterwards, which I'll get into a minute or two. Tonight, we'll be discussing the power of intention, applying intention to thoughts, conversations, actions. And I'm going to open up the lines now for callers that want to call in. I'll talk for a few minutes, and if you don't mind waiting for five minutes or so, we'll get to your calls. The number to call is 732-748-1079. Please remember to turn down your radio in the background. And also remember that if you're feeling a little bit nervous or hesitant about calling in, just use a different name. We won't know the difference, and then you get the help that you need. You can also email me by finding the links on WOLD's website or on my own website, which is www.laurencardinal.com. And that's Lauren Cardinal, like the bird, but with an E on the end. Ding! So the number to call during the week for information for me or to set up a private session is 973-418-2170 to reach me directly. Or you can email me and I'll get right back to you. So tonight's show is brought to you by North Star Asset Management, investment advisors located in Panther Valley with over 30 years of investment experience, helping people create long-term success with their financial plans by choosing the appropriate withdrawal rate. If you're at a distance from their location and are unsure of whether you're in their service area, have no fear. John or Andrew often do house calls. Who does that anymore, house calls? Talk about service. So they may be able to come to you. For more information, you can reach them at 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or you can check them out on the web at www.nstarinvest.com. nstarinvest.com. Check them out. Now, I wanted to mention, particularly after an experience I had yesterday, that for this program, I intend this hour-long show to be an hour of dialogue. And what I mean by that is that both sides, or all sides, learning. This is about the conversation, the support, the learning, the growing, and making strides toward feeling better. Whatever better is for you. 
So while I have some information that I want to share each week, every listener can benefit from every situation that comes through the calls. If you think about the calls that you heard last week and how much you could relate, I mean, we're all human, and I guarantee that there's something in whatever you're dealing with or working through that people can relate to. And I usually find it's quite surprising at how we can be thinking about something or working through something and lo and behold, the perfect situation is brought in front of us to help us learn or grow in whatever we're dealing with. It's right there for us. And that's my intention for the show each and every week. So please call in and share your experiences. Get assistance or share assistance. The number again to call is 732-748-1079. And if you're just tuning in, this is Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. And the number again is 732-748-1079. And I wanted to take a moment to share with you uh, something that I'm offering. Each year, once a year, I offer group sessions, group hypnotherapy sessions uh, called Summer Summer Slim Down. And this year, these sessions will begin on Wednesday, May 10th. They'll run for eight weeks. And you'll share in a group hypnosis session with others and have a, a different CD to listen to each week in between to keep that momentum going. And if you're looking at the idea of reducing your weight for the summer, I actually was just having a conversation about this. If you're looking to reduce your weight, it really doesn't have to be a struggle. I mean, isn't it time to let it be easy or at least easier? You can go to my website for more information, www.laurencardinal.com, or you can call me, 973-418-2170 and bring a friend it's eight weeks there is a a limited capacity but it's eight weeks we work with the same group each week so there's really a camaraderie that builds and if you're going with a friend there's that safety that security and bringing your friend particularly if you have any distance to drive to have that that friendship there that's a lot of fun eight weeks every wednesday usually about an hour for each session beginning may 10th and you can check it out on my website Now, getting back to the idea of the show, one of the reasons I mention my intention and the support has to do with the follow-up that I had with callers last week, Rachel and Susan. Now, when Rachel called in, you may remember that uh, she takes care of so much in her life that over time she started to lose knowing who she really was. I talked with her for a bit after the show and um, had an opportunity to connect with her that way. And Susan who's working to maintain her positive energy when speaking with a family member. Turns out it's her mother. Very courageous sharing by Susan. Thank you for that. Uh, Who seems to somewhat dwell in the negativity of others. And whether she does that to offload some of that energy burden that she's feeling or to somehow exhibit a need that she needs met by sharing. Either way, Susan's efforts to continuously share or show the bright side of things or shut down the conversation in in any way just left her feeling exhausted so in my follow-up with each of them i found myself saying a similar statement to both of them and when something like that happens in my life or my experiences i think okay there's something that might be important to share at large here 
So as a result of that repetition, I wanted to share for all of us to consider that as Rachel's been doing more things for herself and claiming some of her space, so to speak, she's experienced some pushback from those around her, particularly her family. And in Susan's case, her exhaustion has been compounded by another similar individual in her life. So what they're experiencing are relationships in which the boundaries have been pushed to an unhealthy state. Sometimes it just, it just happens. We want to give, we're giving, and so in order to, to provide that, that giving, that caring, somehow those boundaries get lost and we end up feeling exhausted or um, losing ourselves. So what I wanted to share is that when you are establishing or re-establishing healthy boundaries with those that have crossed them, or those who don't seem to have any boundaries, those individuals will become resentful. They can become resentful. They'll resent the heck out of you having those boundaries. But set them anyway. Set them anyway. You're of no use to anyone else if you're not right within yourself. And as Abraham Hicks says, people will love you and people will hate you. And none of it will have anything to do with you. So you might as well keep yourself whole and healthy in the process. You're still serving other people if you are whole and healthy. Uh, I think it's Marianne Williamson who says something about shining your light. And the best thing you can do is shine your light rather than trying to hide it in order to make others feel better. So onward and upward, right? On with the show. So if you're just joining us, this is Here's the Thing on 107.9 WOLD. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal. Tonight we're talking about the power of intention. If you'd like to ask a question or share an experience, please call 732-748-1079. I'd like to ask you, how often do you set your intention? And when do you set your intention? The power of intention can be effective in every thought, every word, every deed. Last week we had a call from Audra. And Audra asked how to communicate more positively with people around her so that arguments weren't the start of the conversation. And this is an example when setting intention can be so beneficial. If you remember, Audra mentioned that she even, if she even spoke her intention out loud prior to addressing anything... That she's making it clear what her goal is in the conversation. Just by doing that, even just sharing that, what she wants in the conversation. When she focuses her mind on that intention and speaks it, what do you think happens with her thought process? The thought process changes in the direction of the goal. Last week, we talked about how fast the mind thinks of words before we can even say them. So fast, so fast, that by setting the intention prior to starting the conversation, her mind is already working and reworking the words that she chooses to be in line with that communication goal. An intention can be closely linked to the law of attraction. How many of you have heard about the law of attraction? Raise your hand, even though I can't see you. Um, The law of attraction, like uh, with The Secret, that movie The Secret. Simply put, the law of attraction is the ability to attract into our lives whatever we're focusing on. 
It's the law of attraction that uses the power of the mind to translate whatever is in our thoughts to materialize them into reality. The law of attraction is the belief that by focusing on positive or negative thoughts, a person brings positive or negative experiences into their lives. There's also the law of correspondence. And this one, I think, takes the law of attraction a little bit further, kind of gives you the ability to internalize it a little bit more. The law of correspondence is most effective when you're considering your attitude toward a desired goal. If your emotional and mental attitude toward the goal are positive, it will assist the goal to manifest in the physical, material level of your life. The law of correspondence states that the external world you experience is nothing more but a reflection of the internal world you've created for yourself over a lifetime. This internal world, of course, responds, corresponds with the external world due to your dominant patterns of thinking, your dominant patterns of believing and emoting. In other words, nothing can happen to or for you in the long term unless it first corresponds to something inside of you. So in order to change your life, you must first begin changing the inner aspects of your mind. And I'll give you one example, and then we'll, then we'll start taking the calls because we have a couple of people waiting here. An example of the law of attraction states that if you focus on the positive, that's what you bring into your reality. So let's give the example of a drought. You're in a drought season, and you're focusing on rain because you want rain. You're wishing for rain because it's, it's dry and things are dying, and your attention is on the rain, even though the, the rain is positive. But everything around it, you're focusing on the negative, that, that the thoughts of lack, the drying, the dying. And working with the law of attraction and the law of correspondence in such a situation may look or sound or feel different if we focus on the positive that will come when the rain is present. So we're still thinking of the rain and thinking of the green lushness that it can bring or uh, the plentiful drinking water, the growth, rather than the lack. In other words, we're focusing on what we want rather than what we don't want but also focus, focusing on it from a place of plenty or abundance rather than a place of lack within yourself. Make sense? Sean's nodding his head. It must make sense. Great. So here's the thing is the name of the show. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal. Call in if you'd like to talk, 732-748-1079. Uh, on line one, we have Lynn in Denville. Hi, Lynn. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Good. So what did you want to talk about tonight? Um, well, I just wanted to like talk a little bit further about that focusing on the positive when you're kind of surrounded by negative. Okay. Um, you know, I, 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 I was doing the visualization about the drought, but I guess, it, I guess my problem would be when I'm doing it with people. Mm-hmm. There's lots of negativity with people. How do you kind of get them to join uh, the bandwagon and, and do the positive? Because often, if you're with negative people, you tend to to get dragged down with them. You're right. You're right. And I think, like I said earlier, I think we can all relate to that, even if it's just to a, a, a superficial degree. When you're around the negative people and you're trying to be positive or help them to see a positive side of things, it's it's an energy 
as an energy um, output, and it can be exhausting. And I want to remind you, I know we talked about it, I don't know if it was last week, the week before, but just that you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. So getting someone else to see the positive, if it's going to happen, you'll know right away because you can share a different perspective and you might get a, oh, yeah, okay, sure, I get it. And things will change. If they're stuck in their negativity, they're going to stay there. And it is an energy drain. It's funny, um, funny, ironic, I guess. There's a, a Charles Schultz comic I was thinking about during the week regarding the negativity. And people being wed to their negativity. And it was a Charlie Brown comic. And something to the effect of Charlie Brown being slunched over. And one of the other characters saying, you know, why are you feeling, you know, why are you all hunched over? And he was saying, because it's really impossible to be happy. I mean, to be this miserable when you're standing up straight. So I'm just going to stay slunched over so that I can, it's easier to be miserable. Because he just wanted to be in that state. He wanted to be miserable. And so changing someone else is difficult. And it sounds like from what you're saying, there's the attempt for that. And if that doesn't happen... How do I then protect myself? Am I hearing that right? Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a really good way to put it. So what do you do now in those situations? Do you shut down? Do you walk away? I imagine there's some sort of protection, something that kicks in for you. Sometimes it ends up affecting me and I become negative. Sometimes, depending on you know the day and the circumstance, I'm able to walk away and just kind of go about continuing to hum and, and be positive and sometimes... You know, you just walk away going, what's wrong with them? Like, yeah, yeah. You have a multitude of reactions. Okay. And it, it, I mean, we're human. It's a human experience. So it is difficult sometimes to maintain that positivity 24-7, you know. Um, so regaining that perspective, reminding yourself that that's, that's their deal. Like what you just said, that's, they're having a bad day. That's their deal. It's not you. If you are taking the time to take a deep breath when you're amidst it, amidst of it, and that also has to do with the awareness. You have to be aware at the, in that moment that your energy is being sucked out of you, that it's draining you. And if you're aware of that, there are physical things that you can do. If you're aware enough to take a deep breath, you're aware enough to remind yourself that it has nothing to do with you. And if you need to take a step away, you do that. Um, is it mainly in one specific area for you, or is it um, all around you? I would say mostly with family, like in my home. I think I can stay positive externally because I, I guess people are probably on their best behavior and you don't have that emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. I find at home, you know, um, you know, I get a couple of people who live in my house who tend to be super negative, and I find that I, I start off really, really positive and really, you know, seeing the grass is greener and then... They get to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to work on, on not letting the external change my internal. Sure, because when the external changes your internal, you're no longer who you know yourself to be. It changes you. Yeah, a lot of times I'll look back on the way I react and go, what was that all about? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So within that... Obviously, if it's if it's um, the same or similar people on a regular basis, I think there's an opportunity 
to kind of, um, at least to a certain extent, prepare to protect yourself before it starts. Now, as far as intention goes, that might be what works best in this. Maybe setting your intention for love and roses by the end of the conversation isn't reasonable. So if protecting yourself to maintain your boundaries so that you stay whole and in alignment with who you know yourself to be, then there's the opportunity for you to approach the conversation thinking to yourself, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Rather than necessarily, how do I want this conversation to go? Who do I want to be at the end of this? Who do I want to be at the end of the day? And I think sometimes it's easier to maintain that because you're not willing to give up yourself in order to, um, you're not willing to give up yourself in the conversation. Because if you give up your energy, then I would imagine the rest of the night can just, you know, you're not there. You're not, you're not there. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think it's helpful to see it from that perspective. It's, you know, you get so caught up in the way you look at things all the time that you don't see past what you're doing. Right, you know, right. You need to try something new. I need to try something new. <laughs> sure, and, you know, something else to consider in the, the conversations when it's talking about negativity you're focusing on the positive. So the fact that something negative is being brought to your attention, it's almost like a one-two punch because you're reminded of the negativity that you're trying to move away from in addition to the fact that it's pulling away the positive that you're trying to maintain. So keeping in mind what your intention is as far as how you want to feel and set your boundaries. If I mean, if you need to walk away, what does that situation look, look like for you in order to maintain yourself and be in alignment with who you want to be? What does walking away look like? Yeah, I would, yeah, I walked away. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully that's helpful for you. As always, like I say with callers, certainly give us a call back and let us know how it's going. Because, like I said, um, even Sean and I here in the station can relate very easily with what you're saying. And I'm sure all the listeners out there can as well. We all know what you're talking about. So for things that, have, that work for you, a perspective, something that you can share with us, with callers, is great. So let us know how it goes. Yeah, we're not in this alone, right? That's right. That's right. All right. All right. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks for the call in. Appreciate it. Have a good night. And on line two, we have Stephanie from East Brunswick. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Lauren. I'm actually loving your topic tonight, Power of Intention. Great. I have been seeing this guy for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Lauren, I really care about this guy. I really do love him. And there's nothing in the world I wouldn't do to ensure his happiness. Mm hmm. Um,. I sense a butt coming here, though. <laughs> okay. I know. I know he feels the same. Okay. I'm not looking for a commitment as of now, and I know neither is he. But I'm in the process because I'm like rebuilding my life. I want to make my life stronger before I bring him or someone else into it. Makes sense. Okay. Um, this morning we had a conversation, and although I know we really can't promise anything in the future, mm -hmm. I was asking of an insurance of the future at some point, and he said that, you know, again, you know, future can't be promised, and no one knows what it's going to bring. Again, I can know this, and, but, you know, is it wrong that 
I'm asking for some type of assurance being I'm putting so much into this relationship and caring for him and is that wrong of me? Well, what's the, what is the insurance that you're looking for, that you're seeking? Just some, just some kind of, you know, I mean, again, I know, you know, you can never foretell the future. I don't, I don't care who you are, you know. Um, anything can happen. I just want to know that what I'm working towards is something. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And it sounds like what you're working for is for yourself, right? Okay. Well, no. I, I like you said, rebuilding your life? Well, no. Something for, I'm looking, talking right now about the relationship with him. Right. I'm actually looking, want to know what I'm working for. Is there something or is this just a, you know, a for now thing? Well, I think that's a fair question. I think that's a fair question to ask because of what you're investing. Uh, I would say, I, I don't know that there's any right or wrong thing um, as far as you asking the question or what you're seeking in it because it's based on your feelings. And no one can argue or deny anything that you're feeling. So to ask the question is fair because it's something that you want to know. And depending on his response... I would bet you already feel, you already know. It sounds like I'm, I, I mean, it sounds like I'm, you know, I'm not answering the question, but it really is about what you're feeling because there's some part inside of you that does know. And you want, you said that you, you want insurance that you're working towards something. What if you change? What if as you're rebuilding the things in your life around that aren't involved with this relationship that you're talking about, what if things change to an extent that you no longer want the, the relationship? I don't see that happening. I really don't. Um, we have been seeing each other for a while. Um, you know, here's the thing. I see it in his eyes. I feel it in his kiss. You're a woman. You understand that. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when, you know, I've been told, you know, women do see things differently than men. Okay? Thank goodness but, for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But the thing is, is, you know, when you feel it in his kiss and you see it in his eyes, you know, sometimes you just want to hear it in the words more than the words that he's saying, you know. And it comes to the point where that's the time where he retracts. Although I know how he feels and I know, mm-hmm. you know, we have discussed this to a point, it, it gets to where he, he almost gets a little fearful. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and I, I do understand it, and I understand the reasonings why. It's just, you know, I know it's fair. Just let it go. Take, I've taken my wall down. Take your wall down just a little bit for me. Sure. And it, it sounds like, though, that with, the, with requesting the information to have that assurance, there's, there's certainly a certain extent of fear that you still have, too. Yes? Wanting him to be there for you? Well, it's not wanting him to be there per se. It's just the point of, you know, I just, I don't know how to put this into words. I just want to know, again, it all boils down to, am I actually reaching out for something? Am I working for something? Again, I would do anything to make this man happy, to ensure his happiness now and in the future. It's just, I just want some kind of 
I just put love being brought down a little bit. You know, when, and he does. He does bring it down. But as he brings it down and he realizes it, mm-hmm. he pops it back up. Yeah, then maybe he just needs a little bit more time. I mean, you mentioned that you would do anything for him, for his happiness. Um, you do realize that he is responsible for his happiness, yes? Yeah. Okay. So there's only, I mean, obviously we can add to it, but it's the happiness that he feels or doesn't feel is all based on what's inside of himself. So you can certainly add to that, um, but you're not responsible for that in any way, shape, or form. And you mentioned that, that you want assurance or insurance from him. But at the same time, you mentioned that you can feel it in his kiss and you can see it in his eyes. I know that you're looking for the words, but if the words come hard to him, particularly if when asked and put on the spot, then the insurance that assurance that you're seeking is already there. It's there in his eyes and it's there in his kiss. Is it not? Yes, it most definitely is. So, he realizes it, but yes. Right, right. Sure, sure, you know it. You can feel it. There's that energy connection that you feel. I guess the, nec- the next question that I would have for you is, is more along the lines of how long are you willing to work with this relationship without that? Because, and the reason why I ask is because then you're setting a boundary for yourself. Due to many things, especially, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm building the structure of my own life stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, due to that, I'm not in a rush for a commitment. I'm not I'm great not for that commitment. Yep. I just... I just want to know he's not going anywhere, you know? I think as long as you're feeling it in his kiss and you're seeing it in his eyes, it's there for you. Because you would know it. If that changed, you would know. Even a subtle change, you would know it, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to beat him up. <laughs> right, right. So I think you know, and I think you're you're heading in the right direction. If you're not linked in to make sure that you are set for the future as far as a commitment, I think you're good to go. Good for you, and stay in tune with him. Okay, great. He's all over the place sometimes. He's like a spiral. Yeah, yeah, sure. Very good. Well, thank you very much for the call, Stephanie. I wish you the best of luck. Stay in touch, and we'll speak to you soon. Okay, thank you. Ron. Okay. Bye. taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to the long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. And now, back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD. And your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. 
That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello and welcome back. This is Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to call in to talk, share an experience, uh, get some some feedback, 732-748-1079. We do have Dave calling in on line three from Newton. Hello, Dave. Hi, Lauren. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Fine, thank you. And this is a little aside from what your topic is tonight, but I just wanted to thank you for the hypnotherapy session before an operation I had on my shoulder. Ah, Dave, yes. Great help in easing the whole process, both before and after the procedure. And I just uh, caught you on the radio, and I wanted to just uh, let you know how much I appreciated that. Well, thanks, Dave. And if you would, just for the for the sake of hypnotherapy of me and your experience, can you tell the, the listeners a little bit about what we did and what you experienced and maybe what um, what you were pleased with? Sure. I, actually, I was pleased with the whole session. You actually uh, helped me put my mind at ease. Uh, it was very one-on-one with me, and uh, it helped me to uh, relax and think of things other than uh, an impending procedure that I had no- known nothing about. Mm-hmm. And um, it, the procedure went smoothly. Um, I came out. It was fine. Everything was fine coming out. And uh, recovery was within the prescri- prescribed time. It was great. And uh, I had walked into the doctor's office, and, uh, one of the follow-ups, and uh, one of the doctors looked at me and he said, yeah, how are you feeling? And I said, I'm feeling great. And he looked at his uh, secretary and said, look at this mm-hmm. older fellow that's come in that's had an operation. He doesn't have any problem, he says, and I get 20-year-olds in here that, uh, that have problems. So I immediately thought that your whole session was a great help. I just wanted to let you know that. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. And, Dave, if I remember correctly, one of your main focuses was um, to make sure that the pain was minimized after surgery. Yes, that's right. In fact, uh, they gave me pills and everything that I didn't even need to take because uh, it was was hardly any pain at all. I was amazed. You didn't take the pain medication? I took one or two pills, and that was it. And then they was, was too strong for me, and I just rejected them outright and never had to take anything after that. Nothing? Not even ibuprofen? I took one ibuprofen one time, and uh, and that was within the first, say, week. And after that, absolutely nothing. Fantastic. Wow, that's that's great. Thank you for well, sharing that. I attribute it to your uh, consultation and your session that we had. It was really smooth and great and uh, you're very good great well and if i remember correctly you were a bit of a skeptic when you came in as well yes i was <laughs> and i told you that. i said no i'm really a skeptic and uh, you know i don't know how this is going to turn out but i was pleasantly surprised that's great that's great so relatively no pain medication how did your physical therapy go physical therapy was fine it was uh i wanted to do actually more than they wanted me to do in the beginning so i you know relented on that and uh, and it worked out really great and it took took some time but i mean i knew that i had to build up uh, muscles and everything and uh great it worked out fine well and you know something david even just um 
in combination with the topic of tonight, the, the power of intention. I mean, you came into the office with hypnotherapy, but your intention was to have a positive experience with the surgery that you needed to have. Your intention was to have a good, smooth surgery. Your intention was to have to minimize your pain, and your intention was to have a good recovery. So with that, that creative part of you, that intention part of you with the hypnotherapy just made for a nice matchup, didn't it? Yeah, it really was. I was absolutely amazed. So, you know, I just wanted to let you and other listeners that may be having problems as I had or even other ones that uh, they may want to consider doing what you do. It's uh, fantastic. Oh, thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. And thanks for looking out for me. Thanks yeah. for uh, for calling in when you when you heard that I was on the show. That's great. Sure. Thanks very much. Okay, you take Have care. a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. So Dave from Newton uh, called. He was listening online. Great listening on the computer. So thanks for that call, Dave. Uh, that was a really fun experience and great information to to share. Hypnotherapy really is about it's about intention. It's about using your creativity to create the life that you want. It's about changing your behaviors, changing patterns, changing thought patterns, um, even in the way of healing. Um, surgery prep, healing, post-surgery, uh, in addition to the things that we usually think of for hypnotherapy, uh, smoking cessation, weight reduction, fears, phobias, um, everything that you think of for hypnotherapy and more. And when we can bring hypnotherapy in for things like pain management, uh, PTSD, great opportunity in, with hypnotherapy for PTSD uh, and healing in general. It's... Um, Really powerful and a lot of fun. When all of the things that you want to do are a little bit easier, that's the part of hypnotherapy that makes it fun. So talking about the power of intention, um, I started out before talking about how you use your intention each day. Uh, in your work, do you, do you use your intention with your workouts? Do you use your intention with conversations? And I know that I don't always, but when I do, the outcome is far more in sync with my goals and who I know myself to be. And setting my intention keeps me in alignment, which is what I was talking about with Lynn before. When we don't respond to something or something is, is off and things don't turn out the way that we are thinking that they should have, we feel out of alignment. And it's when we're out of alignment that it's, it's just off. I call it we're in discord. So setting your intention prior to any conversation, any workout um, can really make a difference. I teach a, an early morning indoor cycling class on Friday mornings. And that's one of the things that I say at the hour of 5.45 in the morning when we're all on the bikes. <laughs> that we're there. Now, obviously, at 5.45 in the morning, people are there. They're motivated. They wouldn't be there that early if there wasn't um, an intention specifically to, to be there. And they have that motivation. But at the same time, I take the opportunity in every workout to ask them to set their intention for the workout. How do you want to feel at the end of this workout? How do you want to feel? and go into it with that because the way that we approach the workout or push ourselves, let's say, is different once we remember what we're there for and what we want. And it may be a rest day. I, You know, I can't say it may be the day for rest, so that's the intention and just to get the legs moving. Uh, but setting the intention in, in everything makes a difference. So in preparing for the show this week, I was talking, uh, looking at some, some different things about intention and 
You may have heard of Wayne Dyer. Uh, Wayne Dyer is a, an author of over 40 books, and he, in a book that he has, it's called The Power of Intention, he talks about that the power of intention relieves so much of the seemingly impossible work of striving to fulfill desires by sheer force of will. We think about um, intention as kind of like this this pit bull kind of determination that just we're propelling ourselves to su- succeed at all costs and never giving up and I think of the Winston Churchill uh, speech you know never give up never 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 and there certainly is that component of it when you're feeling it inside and it matches with your with your intention but when uh, Wayne Dyer describes it as more of an energy an energy field so that when you change your intention on a topic you change the energy and changing the energy you're, you're you're changing you're creating energy in motion you're moving it you're changing your thoughts you're changing the way you kind of move through space you're changing and creating energy in motion and and thinking of it and relating it back to kind of science and newton's law um that for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction just think when you change your energy where you were going where you were moving to where you were propelling yourself when you change that you're changing your direction, so what comes back to you is different because you're in a different place, that equal and opposite reaction from what you're doing. In fact, there's a, a quote. I was going to mention it at the end, but I'm going to mention it now because it fits in, I think. Edgar Casey has a quote, and it says, Don't feel sorry for yourself if you've chosen the wrong road. Turn around. So there's an opportunity in every situation to just change your thoughts change your intention what do i want out of this oh and i wanted to mention this too this is really really cool um you may have heard of the work of dr masaru emoto he's got a video on youtube it's like it's three minutes long it's called water consciousness and intent and this three minute video highlights how when our intention is changed and then the work that he did when the intention is changed as it's directed at water there's a direct change on the crystals of the water and to look at the the video on youtube it shows what the water crystals look like frozen water crystals look like when uh, love was focused on when sharing or caring was focused on and then the changes of the water crystals when hate and anger totally different types of water crystals and when we think of the fact that we are thinking these thoughts we can be changing the so so to speak, the water crystals in our body and we're made up of almost 60 percent water we literally can change things within our body with the way that we're thinking so not every situation offers us the opportunity to be thinking loving thoughts and roses and all happiness. But there certainly is an opportunity to, to revise. Maybe it's not the best thought that you've had in the world, but you can think one better thought and slightly better after that. So uh, taking that opportunity to be more in alignment with who you want to be, who you know yourself to be. And it's interesting, Wayne Dyer also explains that there are four steps to intention uh, and all have to do with letting go of the ego. Uh, Discipline, wisdom, love is the third stage, and surrender is the fourth stage. And as I mentioned, he has a book, The Power of Intention, and he talks about this and the steps that you can do to have more powerful intentions. Very interesting. Um, 
So there are ways that we can go about doing it in a more methodical, planned way. Um, but in terms of what we can do right here, right now, maybe reading an entire book tomorrow is not what is reasonable. And we want to do something right now. And it really is just a matter of who do you want to be? Who do you want to be at the end of the conversation, at the end of the workout? And how do you want to feel? So, again, taking your calls, this is Here's the Thing on 107.9 WOLD Radio. Taking your calls to share an experience or get some insights, give us a call, 732-748-1079. Wanted to mention that I was thinking about a conversation that I had last year with... One of my son's teachers at school, I was preparing for uh, a meeting. And just preparing for a meeting, the meeting was about something that was going, that was challenging. It was something that wasn't, I wasn't walking in knowing that it was, oh, you know, here's how great things are. So I was feeling angry. I was feeling frustrated. And I thought, well, this isn't really going to serve a higher purpose for my son. So what do I want at the end of this conversation? How do I want to approach it? So I met with the teacher and the guidance counselor at the same time. We had our meeting, and it went well. It was just stayed in alignment with who I wanted to be and how I wanted the conversation to go. And I say the funny thing. It's really not funny. But I was surprised at the time, at the power of my intention in that specific example, because the guidance counselor got back to me after that, and she said that the teacher came up to her after the conversation and said, wow, I really thought that went well. That was a really good conversation. And that was great. I thought it went well, too. But what I didn't realize is the guidance counselor said, I never got a comment like that from the teacher before. I am absolutely floored. I never expected to hear something like that. And I owe it all to the fact that I changed my intention. I specifically changed my intention in going into that conversation and maintained it. So that was a good thing. Good thing for my son. Good thing for me. Um, So Deepak Chopra. I'm sure you've all heard of Deepak Chopra. He explains the five steps for harnessing the power of intention to create anything you desire in his book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And that, again, is another interesting read, uh, Steps to Follow, Harnessing the Power of Intention. Further explained, if you're looking for delving into this topic a little bit deeper, those are two good books that I would recommend. Uh, Also keeping in mind that there's a word that I use for intent and how we want to feel at the end, and I call it presupposition. You presuppose. Suppose how you're going to feel at the end. Well, suppose I feel this way. Suppose I feel that way. And I do that before the conversation, before I have sessions with clients. How do I want the client to feel at the end? That's what I put my focus on so that I'm um, presupposing the outcome. And it does change my thought pattern. It changes my direction. So I want to share with you also, each week I like to include some sort of uh, visualization or experience that we can do. So if you're in a place where it's safe for you to close your eyes, I'll encourage you to close your eyes and shut out the visual distractions around you. Take a nice deep breath and exhale and talk to you about conscious creation. So... Right now in this moment, you're going to consciously create something that you want. 
maybe bringing into your life a relationship, a meeting, or even an opportunity that you didn't know existed. So right now in this moment, you're going to consciously create what it is that you want. And taking another nice deep breath. And notice that area that's your solar plexus right now. And breathe into that area right now. And as you breathe in, notice what it is. The one most important thing that you'd like to create today. So breathe in right there in the center of your chest. Breathe in a beautiful golden light. And notice the one most important thing that you'd like to create today. And just breathe into that. And now, from that place in the center of your chest, your solar plexus, the place that is life expressed, let that golden light begin to shine outward, creating a beautiful glow that shines outward from you. And it contains the elements of your creation, of the thing that you want to create today. Just let it contain the essence and the energy, the wisdom, the life of your creation. Perhaps in this, there's an opportunity communication, healing, forgiveness. Perhaps there's a solution to a problem that you had. It may be that you'd like to create better health, better focus, more wisdom about a situation. Begin to understand that what you create in this conscious moment will be created and expressed in many ways during your day. So be aware. Be conscious. Allowing yourself to see with eyes wide open, with a heart that's open and expresses love, with a mind that's willing to hear not only your own thoughts, but the wisdom and the thoughts of others. Your conscious creation. And just breathe it in. Feel more energized and what you're manifesting for your day. Bringing it all together. More strength, more focus, more life, more love. Breathe it in. And know that what you create is what you attract. What you create is what you attract. Internalize. Internalize that feeling. What you create is what you attract. Good. And now take in another nice deep breath. Nice long exhale. Release it all. Good. And open your eyes. Excellent. Excellent. So we have an opportunity for one, maybe two more callers before the end of the show. 732-748-1079. This is Here's the Thing with Lauren Cardinal. Uh, Again, I want to mention to you about the group sessions that I'll be doing starting May 10th, Wednesday, May 10th. The Summer Slim Down Group Hypnotherapy Sessions. You'll share with a group of people uh, hypnosis sessions on a weekly basis. And at the end of the session, I'll send you home with a different CD to keep that, that momentum going. And just remember that with the hypnotherapy sessions, it can be fun. The weight reduction and the process that goes with it really doesn't have to be struggle. It, it can be easy. I mean, isn't it time to let it be easy? That would be such a good thing. So you can go to my website for more information, www.laurencardinal.com. And that's Lauren Cardinal, like the bird, but with an E on the end. Ding! <laughs> Or you can give me a call, 
1-800-273-2170 is my direct line. And consider bringing a friend if you're interested in doing these hypnotherapy sessions. Bring a friend if you're traveling from a distance. It's a great way to, to talk and to have the experience shared with someone that you know. Uh, again, I want to mention our sponsor tonight. North Star Asset Management, their investment advisors in Panther Valley with over 30 years of investment experience. Uh, if you're at a distance from their location and aren't sure whether you're in their service area, just you can give John or Andrew a call. They often do house calls. I mean, definitely excellent service, and they may be able to come to you. So you can reach them at 908 850-9991 for more information 908-850-9991 or check them out on the web at www.nstarinvest.com that's nstarinvest.com great time for one more call who's going to be the caller 732-748-1079 let's take one more call before before the end of the show before the end of the show. And talking about the power of intention. We talked about the law of attraction and the law of correspondence. How the two come together. So that your thoughts are thinking in a certain direction. And so is what's going on internally. That by using the power of both of those and focusing on the positive in alignment with who you are. Before... A conversation before an experience, before a job interview, before you walk up to somebody to introduce yourself the first time for the first time. The intention is there. You may notice that even just thinking about it, your posture may, posture may change. If you think about going up to somebody that maybe you were nervous about approaching previously and you think about the response that you want to get, how you want to feel at the end of it, notice how your posture may change. You're smiling, you're breathing, your shoulders are back, you're standing up taller. All of these things go into what you attract because what you're doing is changing what's going on internally. Your energy is changing, energy in motion. So what you're putting out there is different than it was beforehand. So what you get back is different than what you would have experienced. And in that, you attract what you're creating from an internal environment. You have the power. You have the power to do this. So speaking of Wayne Dyer's book, I just want to go in a little bit, just one more step for to Wayne Dyer's book because I wasn't sure I was going to have time to go into the four steps in depth. But since I have a few more minutes, just uh, two or three more minutes, I want to explain a little bit further about what Wayne Dyer is talking about when he talks about the letting go of the ego. What does that mean? The ego is definitely healthy. The ego is about maintaining focus on the self, which is definitely important. But when he's talking about the four steps, discipline, wisdom, love, and surrender. Discipline, meaning learning a new task, requires training your body to perform as your thoughts desire. So eliminating ego identification doesn't mean disconnecting from your relationship with your body, but rather training your body to activate those desires. And you do that with practice, with exercise, with healthy habits, and so on. And in the second step, the wisdom, which is the second stage, it's combined with discipline to foster your ability to focus and be patient as you harmonize your thoughts, your intellect, and your feelings with the work of your body. 
And we often send children off to school telling them, be disciplined and use your head and call that education. But it can fall short of mastery, so it's putting all of those things together. Love is the third stage, and after disciplining the body with wisdom and intellectually studying a task, the process of mastery involves loving what you do and doing what you love. In the world of sales, it's often called falling in love with what you're offering and then selling your love or enthusiasm to potential customers. When learning to play tennis, it involves practicing all of the strokes while studying strategies for playing the game. It also involves enjoying the feeling of hitting the ball and being on the tennis court and everything else about the game. So love being the third stage. Surrender is the fourth stage. And this is the place of intention. It's where your body and your mind aren't running the show and you move into intent. In the universe, there's an immeasurable, indescribable force that people call intent. And absolutely everything exists in the cosmos and attached to that intent. So those are the four steps as described by Wayne Dyer. So I want to thank you for joining me tonight. I want to make sure to mention to listen to um, what I call 60, center, 60 Seconds to Center. It's on Mondays at 9.40 a.m. It's just a brief opportunity to get yourself back in alignment. 60 seconds is all it takes. And in closing, when a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. I'd like to thank my sponsor, North Star Asset Management. I'd like to thank our callers, and I'd like to thank you for joining me tonight. Set your phone calendar alarm to tune in next week at 7 p.m. You don't want to miss the show. Until then, keep it light, smile, and enjoy. Good night.